Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to From Complex to Queens, Amazing Avenue's minor league podcast. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Boxing Day. Uh, it's also Slovenian Independence Day and Bulgarian Father's Day. And it's also Thanksgiving in the Solomon Islands. So if you are Slovenian or Bulgarian or a Solomon Islander and you're listening, uh, congratulations. Uh, have good days for your respective things, too. Uh, so I don't want to say that the off season is winding down because it's literally the end of December and there's still like two months uh, uh, until spring training and then three months until the 2023 season starts. But at this point, it's hard to imagine that there's going to be um, a lot much more movement especially you know in in the context of the Mets anyway and they have basically assembled a super team well you know there's still weaknesses on the roster but it's a very good lineup and they did so without sacrificing a single minor league asset more or less the only prospect movement that we've had is Jake Mangum uh, being the player to be named later, going to the Marlins in the Eliezer Hernandez-Jeff Brigham trade. Uh, he was ranked 19 on our top 20, 20 top prospect list for 2023. Obviously, 
we've had time to adjust and amend the list since then, since it hasn't been officially posted and he's, you know, not going to be found there when it is. But, you know, losing a single prospect, the team's 19th top prospect, although me personally, I had him ranked higher. Uh, I had him ranked at 10. But either way, losing a guy that is not one of the team's bona fide top prospects while assembling a roster that the Mets are going to be fielding next year. Um, you know, that is far from a disaster. Uh, you know, he would be great to have on the roster next season, especially since all the other theoretical options for the role that he would have, like a fourth outfielder, are kind of uncompelling. But, you know, it's a minor issue. And obviously there's still some time left between now and the beginning of the season, but I highly, highly, highly doubt that the Mets are going to be involved in any mega trades involving notable prospects. I mean, really, at this point, the only things that they need is that aforementioned fourth outfielder, and that's not something that you know a competent team, keyword competent, sacrifices assets for other than some money. And you know they could also use some additional bullpen fortification, I guess. And it's doubtful that the Mets sacrifice assets there either you know it's it's there's still a bunch of solid dependable free agent relievers out there and you already have edwin diaz david robertson adam adavino tommy hunter as the presumable you know bullpen backbones so the meds don't really need to chase extremely high upside guys because they they have a solid bullpen to me that is the biggest Christmas present that the Mets could give me. Christmas present slash Hanukkah present. Because, you know, me, Lucas, Ken, Thomas, we spend hours upon hours upon hours upon hours watching these guys and researching stats and data and background information about these players. And it it always sucks to see them go. When they're moves that improve the team, great. Because... You know, that is what excess minor league uh, value is for. You know, there's hundreds of players in the system. 140, I think, something to that effect. But obviously, you know, it's only 40 (laughs) spots on the 40-man roster and 26 on the major league roster. So through attrition, you know, the, the best of the best float up to the top. The cream rises. But you don't always need all of that cream, so you trade the excess value. But it always doubly sucks and stings when those guys are traded and then the players that are brought back are, you know, eh, at best. Things like, you know, Ariel Harado for Stephen Valines or Blake Taylor for Jake Marisnik, for example, you know, when a trade goes down and the Mets are getting something in return that's pretty good, okay, cool. When trades go down and the Mets are getting uh, these guys, mm, not so much. But, you know, you, you look at everything that's happened this offseason. The Mets have added a first ballot Hall of Famer, generational talent in Justin Verlander. They are adding... A high-ceiling, high-floor roll-the-dice in Kodai Senga. They are adding a multi-time all-star who's now just entering into his prime in Carlos Correa. Although, now there's some whispers 
that uh, the Mets are concerned about whatever Correa's medicals are showing with his right leg. But I'm going to assume that everything works out and they sign him. And, you know, even if they, you know, worst case scenario, and even if they don't sign him, but I highly doubt that that happens and, and things fall through. But the Mets have radically improved the team and they did that by just using dollars. And yeah, it's a lot of dollars. It's like $800 million, but you know what? Not my dollars, so who cares? Steve Cohen, the guy who owns the team, it's his money. He could spend it however he wants. He feels that spending $800 million is the best use of his money, and so be it. I'm, I'm you know. Oh, they also sp- spent it on uh, Brendan Nimmo, re- retaining a homegrown player who's also a really good player in his own right. So, you know, great. But the team is not losing a single player that's already in the system. The team is not losing a single draft pick in the upcoming 2023 draft. And that is like, this is all like best case scenario for me. And my feelings aside, you know, our our feelings aside, it's really important for building a sustainable winner um, without just like absolutely sucking and tanking for a couple of years like the Nationals did like the Astros did um, in, in the late late 2000s and early 2010s. The Mets are obviously a pretty good team already. You know, they did win 101 games last year, so they, they do have some uh, talent. They did have some talent leave, and they replaced that lost talent with more talent and then some. You know, the Mets are basically going to be in the same exact spot that they were last year. You could argue that they are an improved team, but you know um, it's a better team on paper, and they achieve that by you know just spending wisely and not wasting assets. And you know you really can't ask for more than that, especially from these Mets, can you? Um, obviously, you know, it's the holidays, so. A little bite-sized episode this week, but just wanted to kind of recap, you know, how things went before we begin our annual um, Top Prospect countdown, which is going to begin next week. So if anyone has any questions, comments, whatever, you could send us an email at our email address from complex2queens at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and shoot us questions there. I'm at Steve Saipa. Lucas is at Elvlahos343. Ken is at KenLavin91. And Thomas is at SaidMetSeason, S-Z-N. Subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Rate and review it. And of course, we thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week. So until then, love the Mets. Love the Mets.